Podcasting from the Chicagoland area, this is Game On with Jackson Stewart, where we discuss men's lifestyle, focusing on sex, fitness, relationships, business, and more. We'll be interviewing the best of the best, the hot shots, and the rising stars in the worlds of modeling, fitness, cooking, and more. Influencers who are discussing keeping it sexy while at the top of their game. I'm your host, Jackson Stewart. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the game. What if you could be a better player for the cost of one more cup of coffee a month? Get access to a growing library of lit erotica, behind-the-scenes action, and player's guides with tips on drinking, cooking, fitness, dating, sex, and life after dark. Low tier rate while offer lasts. Patreon.com. Game on with Jack. Keep it sexy and game on. Hey, good people, sexy people. Welcome to another uh, podcast episode of Game On with Jackson Stewart. I'm your host, and as always, I am super excited and very honored that you are taking time out of your day to swing on through and catch tonight's episode. A couple of announcements, like I always want to let you guys know. Uh, catch us at GameOnWithJack.shop, S-H-O-P. You can enroll in free classes um, and enroll for free also for classes, workshops, etc., if you enroll, you can uh, participate and enjoy and learn from the free Guys Night Guide uh, mini workshop. Totally free. Lots of great tips in there. You know, make sure you take advantage of it. Let me know what you think. You can always hit me back on the show or hit me back via GameOnWithJack.shop. Sign up for the new Game On With Jackson Stewart email list and receive the free 15 Confidence Commandments as soon as you sign up. You go to gameonwithjack.aweb, A-W-E-B as in boy, dot page, and uh, sign up. You'll get an email list, I'm sorry, email back with directions, and you can download the uh, 15 Confidence Commandments immediately. Good stuff in there. You know, 15 pointers to build up your confidence. And if you listen to any of the shows, every time we talk to a guest and ask them, what is the sexiest thing about a person, especially, you know, that what makes a man sexy, they all, I'd say 99.9% all say what makes a man sexy is his confidence. So you can never be too confident because if you are being too confident, you're not confident, you're being arrogant, but confidence is good. You can always use some pointers to uh, sharpen that up. Go ahead and sign up, gameonwithjack.aweb.page, and get the commandments now. Also, you'll be on our email list where you're getting uh, great content sent directly to your email from me, personally from me. And uh, it's also a, a two-way street. I want to hear from you guys. want to know, you know, what kind of guests do you like? Who was your favorite guest? What kind of topics, topics do you want me to cover? Uh, definitely, let's open up that communication. Let's build up this community of players. Last but not least, jump over to patreon.com slash game on with Jack, where you can subscribe to game on guides today, uh, tonight, right now. There is the $5 tier and there's the $10 tier, which covers everything in the lower tier for $5, but also some of the after dark guides. So, um, a little bit more adult content. You're also able to access some of my erotic literature. Yes, I've got some out there. I think you will enjoy it and some other uh, information. So jump on those opportunities and uh, I know you will not regret it at all. 
Tonight's topic, Real Talk with Jack, we're talking about fear. Are you afraid of the game? And, you know, fear, anybody who says they are completely fearless is full of shit. I mean, everybody fears something. We're wired that way. You know, from the moment you're a baby, you know, you're afraid of loud noises and, and bright lights. And, you know, and then as we grow up, we're taught, unfortunately, a lot of things to be afraid of. Some of those are legit. Some of those are things we should be concerned about because they keep us alive. But a lot of our fears are unnecessary. And, you know, to define fear is simply to say it is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. And, You know, if you look at how many things in your day-to-day life you're afraid of, by that definition, (laughs) they just don't, they don't fit, right? Because the things that we're worried about or afraid of are not dangerous most of the time. Uh, They're not going to cause pain and they're not threats to our, our well-being. They are, you know, fears of, of meetings, fears of, of, uh, of, you know, our boss not being happy with us or our spouse not being happy, girlfriend, boyfriend, our kids judging us, you know. So much of what we're afraid of is just, you know, fear that is based upon a a first world or a a high-end sociological civilization where some people wake up every day and and fear, like, real shit. Like, am I going to make it through the day? Am I going to be alive? Am I going to have food to eat? Is my family going to be okay? Like, those are real fears. And unfortunately, as we grow up, we're just layered with so much of the bullshit fear that we never think about the real fears. And when you think about the real fears that you don't have to be faced with every day, you should be filled with gratitude. And I feel like we lose that a lot, right? We're worried about, you know, the non-life-threatening things and the non-well-being-threatening things. And we don't, it takes us away from our gratitude, you know, that we are safe, that we, there's a good chance we'll make it through the night. You know, nothing's promised, but, you know, barring something catastrophic and unforeseen, you're going to be okay. In talking about fear, there's some great quotes out there about, you know, fear. And some of the ones that uh, jump out to me. Babe Ruth, you know, legendary baseball player. Don't let the fear of striking out hold you back. Couldn't say it better than that. Um, Helen Keller, you know, the, uh, the activist, the writer, the artist, uh, the, 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 one of the first influencers, I'm sure, you know, if you want to go back and apply that title, uh, she said, avoiding danger is no safer in the long run than outright exposure. The fearful are caught as often as the bold. Like, how how badass was Helen Keller, <laughs> right? Like, she's born blind. I think she was born uh, mute, unable to speak. She learned sign language while blind and unable to speak, and then became a writer and a uh, you know a, a personality and a speaker, so to say. And the fearful are caught as often as the bold. That's just like saying, hey, shit, you might as well just try anyway, you know. Um, Michael Jordan, a great quote. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you never take. You know, if you look at Michael Jordan's stats, you know, there's a lot of shots that he missed, but we don't think about that. We just remember him as 
possibly and arguably the greatest basketball player of all time. We don't look at how many times he missed a shot, how many times he fouled out, how many times he he traveled, how many times, you know, he lost the ball. We don't remember that stuff. We remember Michael Jordan's successes. And last but not least, a great quote by President uh, Theodore Roosevelt. A little long, but stick with me. <clears throat> it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he falls, I'm sorry, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. That is kick ass. I mean, like, <laughs> the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena. And, and, you know, I'll, I'll hit back on that as we go through uh, talking about fear. Are you afraid of the game? But just let those quotes stick with you. And when I say, are you afraid of the game? You know, and we've said it numerous times. The game here is what, right? The game is um, maybe it, it's the game of being physical. For you. Maybe it's the game of being more active, getting the shape. Maybe it's the game at work, you know, getting um getting the promotion, standing out, leading a team. Maybe it's a relationship game, asking out uh, a special someone, dating more, more sex, more passion. Maybe it's a business game, getting out, getting your ideas out there, building that side hustle, entrepreneurship, whatever it is that is the game. We're afraid of it. And I'll tell you, even the best of us are afraid of it. You know, I mean, there's things that I've ventured out on. That I was like, I'm scared of doing this shit. But we can break those fears down into five categories, I feel. And, you know, these are definitely the five that, the five fears that men are, are facing in terms of the game. So we've got fear of failing, fear of embarrassing yourself, um, fear of judgment, fear of winning, and fear of the unknown. So we'll go through each one. I'm going to give you counters, you know, like you're afraid, but here, here's a counter. Here's how you balance out that fear. And, you know, just removing a negative thought is not enough. You have to replace it with something positive because the universe, I'm sorry, <laughs> the universe, the universe hates a void. And just removing a negative thought leaves a gap and a negative thought will fill it back up. So you have to take the negative thought, kick its ass and put in a positive thought. You want something in that space in your head and in your soul. So first up, fear of failing in the game. So you try something new in your life, new exercise, new job, new hobby, new hustle, ask a new person, whatever it is. And something inside you, that fear voice, says, but what if it doesn't work? What if you fail? What if you don't succeed? That voice comes for all of us. And there's nothing wrong with having that voice because that voice, if measured, if tempered, is caution. 
So like, let's say you want to start a new business. Well, that fear voice can also let you know, maybe you want to hold on to your current job while you're working up this side hustle. Um, you want to ask out a, a, a woman at the bar. That fear voice could make you think about how you're about to approach rather than you walk up like a dumbass and just lay all over her and just be, hey, let's go sleep together. Maybe it's you want to, uh, you know, go hang gliding. Well, that fear voice used as caution to tell your ass that you need to go to classes before you go hang gliding. You need to be taught. You're not just going to jump out there with, you know, paper on your back and hope for the best. So fear is not a bad thing, especially in terms of failing. Fear can give us caution. Fear can let us analyze a situation so we can best approach it with the highest regard for winning. But if left unchecked, if left unchecked, that fear will stop you in your tracks, the fear of failing. So here's some counters. You got that fear voice saying you're going to fail at this. You're going to screw up. This is not going to work out. Here's a counter. What's the worst that could really happen? Okay, you start a new business, you sink some money into it, it don't work. Are you going to lose your house? You know, hopefully you've set it up that way so you're not going to lose your house or anything else. All right, so you're out, but you tried, right? Um, you know, I remember <laughs> back in the day hitting the club out with the fellas, and you, I'd see a, a young lady across the bar and I'd, or across the dance floor. I'd walk over there and ask her to dance. What's the worst was going to happen? She says no. And my boys would heckle the shit out of me. Yeah, I'd hear them laughing behind me like, damn, Jack, you got blown up. But what I would do is <laughs> I would never walk directly back. I'd swing by the bar, grab some beers. So while they're talking shit about me, I can just give them beers and shut them up. Like that was my move. Um, still is. But anyway, <laughs> what's the worst going to happen? You know, she ain't going to shoot me in the face. She ain't going to call, you know, call a cops on me because I asked her to dance. What's the worst that gonna happen? You want to try a new exercise routine? You follow, you know, safety protocols. You get a trainer, whatever. What's the worst that's gonna happen? You don't lose weight as fast as you had hoped. You don't gain muscle as fast as you were hoping. You're sore. I mean, really, like, what's the worst that can happen? Once you go to the worst that can happen, then you can walk your way back, work your way back, and go. All right, well, that's not so bad. I, I'm gonna do this. And then next counter is what's the likelihood that the worst will happen? You know, you're sitting in your head with all these bad ideas and these demons coming at you, but what's the likelihood that any of that's going to happen? Okay, you start a business, you start a new restaurant, whatever. Okay, your first quarter isn't good. But is it the worst situation? Did the restaurant burn down? Did you lose everything you got? No. So you take that knowledge and you do better. Now, the counter to failing, and we'll talk about this, you know, a little bit more in depth, but what if you succeed? See, fear always tells us to look at how things don't work, but what if, what if you pull it off? What if you start that podcast and it becomes successful and you monetize it, you get listeners and fans and so on? <laughs> That's a conversation I had. Um, you know, what if you start that new job and you're amazing at it? And the pay is great. Don't just look at what if things go wrong. Look at what if things work out. Next up, we've got fear of embarrassing yourself <clears throat> while you're playing the game. And, you know, for some people, <laughs> for some people, embarrassing themselves is worse than, like, dying. You know, one of the uh, 
I think right next to fear of death is fear of public speaking. And you'd be surprised how many people would probably choose dying over talking in front of, in front of an audience. And well, that's, you know, what if I embarrass myself? So maybe you're trying something new, right? Uh, and you make a mistake. You go up to give a speech and you forget your place or you stutter or you drop your notes. You have a temporary setback or maybe a giant ass blow up. And something you try doesn't work and you hear your fear voice say everybody is laughing at you. Everybody's disappointed in you. Everybody is ashamed of you. People, everybody you know plus people you don't are all embarrassed by you. And I love this quote by the uh, famed artist Salvador Dali who says, have no fear of, have no fear of perfection. You'll never reach it. And like, boom, that's the counter right there. Fear of embarrassing yourself while you're playing the game. Uh, guess what? You're going to embarrass yourself. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail at some part of it. Here's a counter. How embarrassed could you really be? Yeah, I've given speeches that were horrible, where I botched the shit out of it. You know, and afterwards, my car was still there waiting for me. I still had money in the bank. Um, I didn't lose any loved ones. <laughs> Nobody tried to beat my ass. It's like, okay, you got embarrassed. Big deal. You know, nobody came up and gave you like uh, the scarlet letter and said, be ashamed of yourself. That, that's not going to happen. Once again, what's the worst that could happen? Um, another counter, nobody has nailed anything perfect the first time. First of all, there's no perfection. This is not, you know, somebody pitches a perfect game. It's still things they would have done different when they were pitching. Um, so you're... If you make a mistake and you feel like you're going to embarrass yourself, you are in company with everybody else in creation. Even people who are successful in what quote unquote looks like the first time have had moments where they thought, Ooh, that did not go good. I'm kind of embarrassed. You're, you're part of this humanity. So take comfort in that and, and move on. Be proud of failing rather than embarrassed by it because Anybody shaming you, you know, back to that Theodore Roosevelt quote, it's not about the critic because the critics aren't even brave enough to get down there in the arena. They're not even brave enough to try. It's easy to sit in the, you know, the nosebleed seats and talk shit about people. And, you know, you know, just bad mouth the people who are out there, just, just the gladiators, right? It's easy to be one of the Roman sinners up there going, look at that gladiator, but gladiators in it, shit. Like, boom. So don't be embarrassed. If anything, be proud. Those people should be ashamed and should be less than because, you know, they can't even get down there in it. And try again. Because next time you come back, you're going to be coming back from a place of experience rather than, you know, starting from the get-go. And one of my... um <laughs> One of my favorite speakers, um, E.T., if you guys know who E.T. is, I mean, he's just such an amazing, um, just such an amazing motivator and, and just, you know, look up E.T., the hip hop preacher, look him up on YouTube, look him up on, I mean, he's everywhere, but, you know, he has this great story about, you know, if you're taking a class and, and you're flunking, like, don't disappear from the class. 
complete the class and when you take it over again, you're now starting like ahead of the curve because you know what's coming, even though you felt it the first time. So that place of experience is big and don't be ashamed of it, you know? Um, next up, we got fear of judgment by how you play the game. So, you know, you're trying something new, failing, succeeding, etc. And, um, you've got that fear voice and it's telling you, you know, you're being watched. Look at what they're thinking. Look at what they're saying. Oh boy. You know, I don't know if you should be doing this. Um, they're viewing every step you make, etc. That goes back to a little bit of fear of embarrassment. That goes back a little bit to fear of uh, failure. Just this idea that people are watching. So where embarrassment, you screwed up and people are laughing at you. Judgment, you're still moving through the game. You're not winning. You're not losing. You're just going through it. And people are talking shit about you. <laughs> so hey, here's some counters for that. Um, first up, really nobody's looking at you. <laughs> like, it's so funny. We do something new, right? We try something. We feel like all eyes are on us. Everybody's worried about their own shit, like real talk. It's a weird type of self-centeredness, you know, without the conceit and the arrogance. But you just feel like, oh, my God, everybody's looking at what I'm doing and you know, how I'm playing this part of the game and everybody's sitting there with scorecards. No, nobody's really giving a damn. People are going to notice when you win, people are going to notice when you lose. Everything in between, nobody's, nobody's paying attention to because life is happening to everybody at the same time. So you need to find some type of calm, some type of peace in the fact that nobody's watching you, man. Nobody's sitting there judging you. People are about their own shit. And I, I, here's a good example. If you ever had to go to a sporting event, very few people are paying attention to every single step. If it's professional sports, if it's school sports, you're just looking at the scoreboard. And when something big happens, you're like, oh, shit, what just happened? Most of the time you're thinking about, oh, man, like parking's going to be a night. I mean, you know, traffic's going to be a nightmare. I'm hungry. I feel like going to get some popcorn from the, or nachos. Like everybody's in their own world, man. Nobody's watching your shit that closely. Relax. And once again, the people who matter are not judging you, but they're helping you. The critics, fuck them. Because it's easy to sit up in the bleachers or up in the, up in the box and point fingers. Get down there in the arena with you. So don't worry about judgment. Judgment's bullshit. Fear of winning the game. Oh, this is a big one because you would think it doesn't exist, but it exists big time. You try something new and you win. But that fear voice kicks in and says any of the following. You can't keep this up. They'll find out you're a fake. What about when you need to do more? You can't. You're going to lose eventually. This will change you. You're going to lose your family. You're going to lose your friends. Like, you know, fear, that fear voice is good because it knows what to say. You know, it knows you because it's you. Right. And you'd be surprised how many people don't try something because really they're afraid of being successful. We all think people don't try stuff because they're afraid of failing. No, 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 no. More people than you think, more people than you know are afraid of trying something because what if I, 
what if it works out? What if I win? You know, like, let's say you do start a new side hustle and that damn thing takes off like hotcakes. And now you're like, oh, shit, like, what do I do now? You know, and it's, <laughs> I always think of it like, you know, there's lots of TV shows that I've really enjoyed. And the first season is like phenomenal. And the third season, I'm like, what the hell is this shit about? <laughs> because they had an idea to be successful the first time or the first season. And then the executive said, no, we want you to keep going. And they couldn't keep it up. We've seen people fail by succeeding. You know, we've seen athletes who have great rookie seasons, but they, they stay in the game too long. Or boxers, you know, who, who, who fight just too long because they keep winning and they just don't want to like, you know, they're scared of, they're scared of winning and they're scared of what comes after winning. And so, that is normal. There's nothing wrong with you if you're deep down scared of winning. Um, the counters for that, accept it. It's normal and it's healthy to be afraid of, of succeeding because succeeding elevates you, right? Succeeding levels you up and you don't know what to expect on the next level because you've been at this level for so long doing your thing that like, oh shit, what is, what is this like up here? This is alien. This is new to me. You've conquered what is down on the low low. But at this new elevation, things are a little spooky to you. Next counter, address your fears. Okay, you've won. Oh, you're going to win. What are you scared of? You scared of changing? You don't have to. You scared, can you, you know, are you going to have that sophomore slump? You were good at the first album, but can you do it again or first whatever? Look back at what, what won. Look back at what led you to succeed and, and replicate it? Um, big counter is get a grounding team. Have people around you. Have a person with you who can keep you grounded. If you're worried about changing, you're worried about, you know, becoming somebody you're not, just have somebody who can pull, you know, pull you by the coattails and say, hey, man, like, you know, calm down. You're wilding out too much. Well, last time you talk to your, your girl. Last time you talk to your boy. Well, last time you talk to your kids. Like, somebody who can keep you keep your feet on the ground if that's what you're afraid of by winning um lastly and this may be you know this hits on one of the biggest fears of, of all time um fear of the unknown and this goes this speaks to like deep primal humanity everybody's afraid of what they don't know like here's an example i remember being a kid and I was scared of the dark. And <laughs> I remember like waking up at night and like if I had to go get water from the kitchen or, you know, or whatever, go to the bathroom. And if I had to cross a room, if the lights were on, cool. I could see everything in the room. Even if I, even if I went in the room and there was like three zombies, I'd be like, oh shit, like there's three zombies in the room, but I can handle it because there's three of them. But if I went in that room and it was pitch black, my brain filled that blackness with like, with odds I could not handle. You know, it wouldn't be three zombies. It'd be like 3,000 zombies and a giant shark. And I mean, our brain fills the unknown with insurmountable obstacles and odds that we cannot possibly try and contend with. When you're starting, starting some new aspect of the game, 
your brain's going to fill up the unknown with things you cannot handle. And so much to the point that you're just going to feel unknown in terror. You know, like there's something out there that I can't figure out and it's going to get me like, and that's your brain protecting itself. Cause that's what fear is. Fear is, you know, it is a, a safety measure. It is part of you making sure you make it through the day. Your brain will race with thoughts of, of things in whatever that particular game is, you know, uh, business, finances, sex, relationships, fitness, whatever. Your brain is going to fill, going to fill you up with thoughts of the unknown, things that you can't even begin to expect. And, you know, that's the shit that keeps you up at night. And here's some counters for that. Number one, realize the absurdity of what your brain is feeding you. Like your brain is telling you that, you know, you're going to start this new side hustle and then your boss is going to find out and you're getting in trouble. And then, you know, I mean, and now some of that's possible, but some of the unknown fears that you're going to hear in your head are absurd. Next counter, look at your successes. Look at how far you have come. Feel gratitude for that and just feel like, like man, I've, I've pulled off some cool stuff. Like I've done some things. And if you were able to get this far, who's telling you that you can't get further? Who's telling you you can't go farther? Who's telling you that you can't do more with your life? Who's telling you that you can't conquer more parts of the game? Last counter, you know, sometimes the unknown can really lead to amazing opportunities. And remind yourself, and this goes back to look at your successes, you're good at new things. There are parts of you that are really good with the unexpected. And you need to look at those things and build up on them, accept them, embrace them, and realize that with that ability to handle the unexpected, none of these fears should make a difference to you. Acknowledge them because the things that we resist and ignore grow. Acknowledge your fears. Give them time to talk to you. But then put them off to the side. Once you listen to your fears and you like go at them, they shrink exponentially. They just sh- and it's wild, man, but it's it's when we build our fear, it's when we ignore our fears, that, that ignorance, that avoidance is like food. It's fuel to your fear, and it just grows and gets bigger and bigger. And, you know, I remember there's a great story by, uh, I heard it by Les Brown. I, I love speakers, I really do, especially great storytellers. And he tells a story about there's this kid who every day is walking home from school, and this dog is like barking at him. And the dog scares the shit out of the kid every day. So the kid starts to avoid the dog. But in avoiding the dog, he adds like an extra like, I don't know, 20 minutes to his walk. And he's tired and he's almost late for school. And and this goes on day after day after day, week after week. And eventually the kid's like, damn it, I'm tired of this. So he gets a stick and he's walking. And he's ready for this dog to run up and bark at him. He's like, all right, dog, it's you or me today. I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired of going on my way because I'm scared of you. And he comes face. He comes face to face with the dog. The dog is barking and the kid looks and he realizes the dog has no teeth. The dog never had teeth. And that's what fear is. Once you look at dead in the face, you realize like, what have I been afraid of? Like bullshit, man. Like, so remember that bravery, fellas, is not the absence of fear, but it's action in spite of the fear. And you gotta be brave to play the game player. And fortunately, you are brave. Some quick reminders. Game on with Jack.shop. Enroll free for classes and workshops today. 
and enjoy your free Guys Night Out Guide mini workshop. Sign up for the new Game Out with Jackson Stewart email list and receive the free 15 Confidence Commandments now. GameOutWithJack.aweb.page. And lastly, swing on by patreon.com slash game on with Jack, where you can subscribe to Game On Guys today. Plus, you get access to hot erotic literature written by yours truly. Everybody, thank you always for uh, swinging by. Also, catch me on TikTok. Trying to put some more effort into uh, tiktok.com slash game out with Jack. Hit me up on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram, Jackson Stewart 2, and game out with Jack. And as always, keep it sexy and game on. <laughs>